Hey, Reynard. Good morning. Hey, Joshua. How are you going? I'm doing good. Um, just as a way of introduction, I'll I'll just kind of say who I am. Uh, my name is Joshua Wold, and I live in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, so way over here in America. And I am Reynard Korf. I live, uh, I'm not sure how far away I am from you, but I live in Horsham, Victoria in Australia. And uh, just for this podcast, what Reynard and myself are doing is uh, we've been chatting for a little while now, and we realized there's a lot of things we have in common that we like talking about, so we wanted to start up a little podcast for this. Yeah, so um, just to give a little bit of context, uh, we're doing this as part of a um, pilot buddy system at XWP where we both work, and we really just want to share what we're talking about. Yeah, um, one of the things that is interesting about working here is, uh, you know, we're both remote, so um, I choose to work from home all day. I have an office here in my house, and uh, that means I have two little kids that will bump in every now and then and say hello and uh, try to help my tag team with my wife. And uh, Reynard, I think you're kind of in a similar situation. I am. Uh, I do enjoy working from home, and uh, I've got my office uh, in the back part of a shed or a garage, as it's called in some parts of the world. Um, yeah, actually, we're going to be building a house here soon, and I keep having this recurring thought that I should get my walls insulated. Like, <laughs> I can hear the kids right now. That's good. I, I can't hear them, so it should be fine. Perfect. Um, well, I, I think what would be helpful is if we kind of share um, what this podcast is about a little bit and what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so just to kind of kick off, the topic that we're kind of, well, I guess we could start with uh, who this podcast is for, um, and primarily, since we're a remote team, we're wanting to share for other folks who are working remotely in kind of service deliv delivery related work. Um, and then the other thing is anyone who's interested in the topic of focus. We might change that in the future, but right now with uh, working and distractions and all that goes on in our lives working with technology, we've, we've kind of hit on that as a topic that we think is interesting. Yeah, and um, I think the other thing that was interesting is uh, as part of this buddy system that we're, we're trying is that we ended up with uh, myself being a WordPress engineer and Joshua who is working more in uh, the people services side of the business come together and we really didn't know what we were going to talk about and as we started talking and sharing this was a topic that we um, both felt was pretty important and um, we actually had common ground on this and and found that this was actually a, a good way to to get to know each other better talking around this topic and we found out that we had a lot in common and yeah we, we just wanted to share all of that yeah, um, I think the topic that kind of hit on both of us when we were chatting about this is uh, tech technology is great. We both uh, were supported by it. We, we believe it's a great thing. Um, but we also find that there's many ways, like if you look at social networks or notification, messaging, email, Slack, there's many ways that that can just kind of come in and interrupt what we're trying to work on. And um, I guess one of the, one of the, the phrases we're thinking about today is deep work this book that i read recently by cal newport of the basically having periods of time where you are working on one thing and what that's important to you um 
And I, I think in the company we work in and the technology we work with today, that, it's a really interesting topic to me. Yeah, um, I, I actually, after uh, a call last week, Joshua, I decided that I was going to uh, get into the book and I started reading it and I finished it last weekend. So, Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it was. it's, it's, it's a really good book and um, obviously I need to dig a little bit deeper into it, but I really enjoyed it. And, and, and I, now I know what you're talking about when you're ref- making references to the book. Nice. Uh, actually, I, I think that's really great for kind of going into this. Um, wh- what would you say, and I, I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, <laughs> what is, um, what's the summary of the book maybe in a sentence or two that it's trying to get across? Whoa. Well, I, I guess the, 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 the title really tells you what it's about, it, but it's about deep focused work. So it is, you know, it kind of draws the distinction that the kind of work that we're doing is it's either going to be deep focused work or it's going to be shallow work. And for the most part, we're actually allowing ourselves to do shallow work instead of getting to the the more meaty part of our work that uh, creates a lot of value and a lot of meaning. Um, and when it talks about shallow work, uh, I, from what I remember, it's been, I think, about a month or two since I read it. Uh, shallow work could be defined at, in my job as maybe answering emails. It's something that probably should still be done, <laughs> at least at some point, but that's not basically my primary work that I should be doing at my job. Yeah, that's that's right. So shallow work doesn't mean it's it's unnecessary work. Um, it's, it's still work that needs doing. But how much of our time are we going to be giving to to that work instead of the the, the deeper stuff that, that we ought to be doing? Yeah. Um, so it, I'll, I'll kind of share a little experience I had with this recently after I read the book and I mean, I've done this, I've tried to do this for years, but I, I started putting on my calendar uh, three-hour blocks of time, one or two a day, where it just says deep work, and then it says the project, and I've, I've, I'm failing at it the last week or two, but what's, what's interesting to me is if I put a three-hour block of time, and if I stick to it, basically I turn off everything else. I don't do a single other project or task. I don't look at any notifications for three hours. It's amazing how much I can get done in that period of time. It it, it is quite amazing. Um, I haven't quite disciplined myself to that yet. There's another book I'm reading that will hopefully help me out with that. Um, but I guess you know that's kind of what this podcast is about: is talking about these difficulties we're facing. Um, yes. But and uh, just to clarify, like that's that that's an ideal goal that I have not reached too many times. So I, I can't say that I'm a master at that by any means. Yeah, and and I mean that that's just one way to focus that deep work. I know that if you read um, Cal Newport's book, you will you will see that he's actually looking at a, a number of different techniques for doing deep work. And you know, some people get to shut down for weeks or months, and other people, you know, for them it's more critical that they are more available. And deep work may only be two or three hours at a time. So it's 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 interesting. There's different strategies, and and I guess we're just still trying to work out which ones work for us. Yeah, um, I guess if we're hitting on kind of the work aspect of this, for me, um, you know, I, I the type of work I do is a little bit related to design, a little bit related to client interaction, product requirements, and uh, if um, if I let's say I have a task I'm working on that I want to design an interface for, sometimes that requires it requires time. I have to think about it for a while. I have to play with ideas, and if I'm constantly allowing myself to check slack or email um it it's really hard to hold that thought and to yeah to focus on it 
Yeah, and and the same the same goes for the work that I do. So, being involved in um, code and architecture, um, that that's that requires some some real focus time and some you know some some brain power to actually do those things and interruptions that just continuously kind of get you to switch your your context and and there is a bit of a, a, a debt to context switching that um, it takes a while to get back into that into that focus after you've been interrupted yeah um, I this something we t- talked about earlier too I've I, I may have 40 hours in a week which means I probably have enough time for most of the work given to me um, but I, I think this is attributed to Jason Fried shared that the amount of attention you have is much more limited than the amount of time you have. Mm. Um, so if you think of try, if you think of trying to handle a whole bunch of different things and a bunch of different tasks and all this information coming at you, yeah, you have maybe eight hours a day to do it, but your attention really should only be directed at one thing at a time. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, um, as we're just talking, you know, we're talking about this in work, but. I guess when we started talking about this topic, we we were more maybe starting to talk about um, the kind of things that distract us on a daily basis, which is not necessarily always work-related. I mean, part of the problem of working, or not problem, but part of the opportunity of working remotely is that we can choose many distractions. And um, part of focus, which is really, you know, what we're trying to talk about, um, focus and deep work, but with focus, we sometimes actually realize that we are choosing distractions. We actually crave distractions. We, we like to get distracted. So part of working remotely is to, to discipline ourselves. And, and I think that's how we, we landed on this topic and why we started to talk about deep work. Um, it's issue, the, the distractions that we possibly face are things that um, we recognized early in our um, discussions. Yeah, um, I've, uh, you know, there's distractions in work and distractions in life. Um, Actually, I got derailed. I'm trying to think where I was going to go with that. (laughs) Sorry, I distracted you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, go ahead. I'm sure it'll come back to me. Um, Well, now you've kind of put me on the spot. But uh, (laughs) I guess just as we're, you know, talking about work, you know, what kind of distractions are we allowing i think that's where i was going you know are we do we do have our email clients open do we um make ourselves available for real-time chat all the time um do Mm. we do we check our phone for messages um every once in a while after you maybe you come out of a deep work session but do you allow yourself to quickly um grab your phone and check your twitter feed or check what's what's new on facebook like are, are those distractions that we are choosing and are all distractions bad? I guess is a, a question that I'm that that, that mm. I'm still asking. Are all distractions bad, or or do you reward yourself? You know, after you come out of a deep work session, are you going to say, "Hey, I, I deserve this quick little five minute distraction"? That that's actually something that really stood out to me is when you're doing deep work, you're actually I think it can be a positive thing. You're saying. I will allow myself these distractions in 25 minutes or 45 minutes if you're doing the Pomodoro technique um, versus I will force myself to work for 25 minutes. There's a little bit of a shift in mindset if you think of it that way. Yeah, and and um, I, I guess, you know, like depending on, on the kind of person you are, you might kind of think, 
is it 25 minutes yet? Is it 25 minutes yet? Is it 25 minutes yet? And, you know, that that, that kind of reward can also distract you. So I, I, Actually, I, I guess it's a way for, for you to kind of... Um, it's it's something that's going to be deeply personal, I think, that you go, well, look, I am the kind of person that can focus for two hours and I don't need a reward at the end of it. A reward in mm. itself may actually be a distraction. Well, and that kind of comes down to so, some of the work I'm doing, um, I want to do. It's great work. And if I can allow myself to get in the mind of just focusing on that uh it, it's it's very rewarding and even even that great work though my, i i still want to kind of come out of it to check something to check a notification even when i know this is great stuff that i, I i'm good at and i really enjoy um so yeah i think that's what we're what we've talked about that trying to break that habit trying to build that mental muscle of for a period of time i'm going to only do this one thing um it, it makes me think about when I worked at an office, you know, there's positives and negatives to working at an office, and we, we've chosen to work remotely because that works well for us. Um, but you obviously, you uh, a lot of times you can't choose the distractions that come to you at an office. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have a coworker that has a problem they need help with, and they'll just bump right into you right in the middle of a thought. When I'm working remotely, I get to choose a lot of my distractions. Um, and it's kind of on me, except when my four-year-old runs into the room. I can't do too much about that. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, like with remote work, obviously we we still need to um, answer to clients and we need to answer to um, various um, members of our team who who actually do need, need our attention. So I guess part of working remotely is learning how to how to manage all of that and one of the key things that I think is to to be open about that. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm going to do a shout out to Calypso. Hey, guys, um, you know, we've we've actually been talking about this quite a bit and just um, what does it mean for us as a team and how do we manage these kinds of distractions and times of deep work? Uh, as a tangent, do you want to explain what Calypso is real quick? <clears throat> I will. So um, uh, internally in XWP, we have um, uh, a naming for our teams. So we've we've got teams that are usually fairly time zone um, time zone specific, and we've chosen the different. What what is it? Is it the moons of Saturn? Are they all yep, moons? Saturn. Uh, there are, it's except we have one exception, but other than that, it's I think there's sixty moons, and we've chosen a handful of them. So we've chosen a handful of moons, and our our team is just um, yeah. We we cho- we've chosen Calypso as the the moon to represent us. Uh, so actually, since you've kind of brought your team into this, how, <laughs> what, what is your interactions been like with, uh, okay, so let's say you're trying to work on some tasks, but you also have one of your team members that they may need to get a hold of you or you may need to get a hold of them. What is that tension and communication like, or what, what do you guys want it to become like? Well, it's actually um, interesting that you are asking this because Today, we're actually going to have a meeting to, to talk about this. So I, I can't give you this answer yet. Maybe I, <laughs> I might have something more for the, for the next um, uh, recording we do. But um, it is something that we're um, all going to be discussing today. Um, mm. We all have actually listened to a podcast recently that was an interview with Cal Newport. And oh, nice. so 
we're going to discuss some of the things that came up in that podcast and i'll i'll have some more information for you next time um i don't want to be put on the spot that's great um that actually um it makes me think about a discussion we've been having at xwp a little bit about um always on uh, i'll back up here when i'm using slack or skype or one of these different pieces of communication software I, i usually will have the little green bubble that says i'm online um and the discussion we've been having is what should be the expectation should it be that um i can message you and you'll respond immediately or are you do you feel that it's okay if you take a little while to get back to me do you set it back to unread what is that interaction like and i think that's a great discussion for any teams who are working remotely because um so i'll get on my soapbox here I think in many cases it's okay if someone doesn't respond immediately to a question I have. Um, it's rarely an emergency. It usually can wait at least an hour, sometimes 24 hours. Um, and I, I've even thought of just setting my status to always offline. That way it doesn't, the green bubble doesn't matter. It's just I usually will get back to people within 24 hours and leave it at that. Um, how do you feel about always on versus maybe what do you think the relationship should be for how often someone should respond? Um, no, I, I agree with you. I think that um, the expectation to respond immediately is um, it, it's it's probably unreal, especially for re- remote work where we may work across different time zones. But also when um, team members are you know in, uh, having blocks of deep work, you shouldn't necessarily expect an immediate answer from them. But there are going to be those those fires or the, um, the times where you might want to reach for the bat phone and you know do a mm. call out to your team. So I, I think that the general feel I'm I'm getting, and you know we we might be able to confirm this, is a few of us have been able to chat about this, and we feel that even the the do not disturb in Slack, for example, that creates a nice barrier where mm. if you really want someone to get the notification well you have to trigger that notification so as the one who's sending the message you trigger that notification versus them just getting notified because you sent them a message so the do not disturb i think is a is a nice filter um but yeah i i there is expectations that needs to be managed and i might have more more for you around that what we decided to do as a team next week yeah um and i can I'll um, speak. I'll speak maybe for some of our team leads. We call them team leads. They're project managers. Um, I've been one at one point, and when you're in that role, you often do feel a lot more fires because you're trying to make sure your clients are okay. You're trying to get questions answered, and you may want to say, "Okay, well, um, th- we have one of our developers working on this task, and is it done yet?" And so I'm pinging them to try to find that out. Um, so I-, I think the way that you can help with that. And so now I'm, that I'm the other, I'm on the other side of that, you know, doing work is over communicating what I'm doing in different ways. Whether that's um, putting um, a, a notice every day saying, "Here's what I'm about to work on," or "Here's what I did work on," or when I'm, we use a ticketing system called Jira. When I'm picking up a, a story from Jira, making sure I comment or update the status. Um, and I, I think if if as a team we're good about over communicating in those areas, the need for rapid response and you know putting down fires from uh, from a team lead perspective probably goes down a lot i think the the other interesting thing that you mentioned there about over communicating 
is that usually, um, or I should say traditionally, if you were to send someone an email, it wouldn't just be a, hey, how are you doing kind of email. You would actually mm. put a bit of thought into the, the questions you're going to ask or and even maybe some of the expectations when you send that email. But with real-time messaging, um, I feel some of that... Um, some of that has gone out the window and we kind of think that, you know, we could just kind of quickly do a, hey, how are you going to see if they're online and willing to respond. But that's not mm. really helpful. So to actually think about the kind of questions you're going to ask. So when you ask them a, a message, in even in Slack or Skype or whichever real-time messaging tool you're using, to actually think about the question you're going to ask, set the expectation of what, what you want from that um, maybe from the answer and then send a message so that it's a message that can actually be processed you can the recipient can work through it and then give a meaningful answer back rather than just a hey how are you going um, hi <laughs> that, and then you see the little um, dots you know someone's still typing you're going okay well you said hi you're still typing but nothing is showing up so you sit there and you maybe wait for a minute or two and still see them typing and the next minute it's just an, a one sentence question you go like I waited you know, two minutes just for a one-sentence question. Um, so I, I think that, that you know, those are some 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 of the expectations that we need to learn how to manage. Actually, when I first started at XWP, I would often do that. I would I would say something like, uh, "Hi," and then I'd wait to see if they respond, and then I'd write out my question. Um, I, I did that exactly. <laughs> so now, what I'll often do is I'll write out a message sometimes in Slack, but oftentimes in just a text editor. That way I don't accidentally send it ahead of time. And I'll, I'll write it out and I'll, I'll number my questions, one, two, and three. And I, you may have seen me do this where I'll put the numbers. That way they, I've dis, any questions or comments are very distinct from each other and it's easy for the person to respond to each of them versus if it was just a wall of text with no separation, it's hard to, it would be hard for you to figure out what exactly I, I need. Um, yeah, I, I've that whole high and then wait thing that just cracks me up. I, I, I hope I don't do that anymore. I think I've gotten away from it. I, I think we've all done it. You know, like as we as we first start to get used to these tools, we, we get a little bit excited. It's like, hey, I can now just talk to people um, without actually thinking about the, the consequences to the person on the other side. Yes. And um, actually, the, the counter, the, the other part of that too is if um, if you message me, and I will, if you come to expect, if um, if you come to find I always respond within about 24 hours, I think that takes away a lot of the pressure, like, you know, okay, he hasn't gotten back to me, but he always does get back to me within a certain period. Then I think that makes you, maybe you wouldn't feel as, as stressed to try to get a response right away if you know that I will respond. Mm -hmm. um, and th there's some folks at XWP that, uh, I'll use Arlen as an example, just pick on him if you ever listen to this. Um, if I ask him a question, he will always respond, but sometimes it takes a day or two and we have enough of a track record that I, I pose my questions and then I expect that at some point he'll get back to me and he does. And that asynchronous communication works really well for the two of us um, just because of that uh, history. Yeah, and I'll get, I think one thing that I just want to touch on with that too is that Asynchronous communication is, you know, it's, it's definitely a way to manage all of the, those distractions and maybe interruptions while you're doing mean, uh, meaningful work. 
But at the same time, there is still a need for teams to connect synchronously. And I think that is, there's still, it's still important to have the synchronous conversation as well. Um, there, there, yes. there are times where you want to connect. I mean, if it wasn't for synchronous, you know, we wouldn't have had the buddy system. You and I wouldn't actually be having this conversation right now. Yes. And I, I've, I've been on a, a team where, you know, there was that question of how much or how little should we have live communication. And um, one of the things we do at XWP is we, we uh, use uh, a system called Agile where we try and and we use Scrum more specifically. It's a way that we work. And one of the things that uh, this methodology calls for is real-time meetings. Um, and as long as you, if you have the a good amount of real-time meetings at the proper intervals, um, that does take away a lot of the pressure for the, trying to talk to people. Because if I know, okay, in two days I'll have a real-time meeting with him, maybe I can hold that question until then if it's not urgent. Mm. Now, there, there's obviously a lot that we can talk about and um, we've been ranting for a while now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is quite quite amazing. I thought we were going to have a hard time getting to the 20-minute mark. Um, no, this has been great. So... I. Do, do we just even maybe want to set some expectations of, of what, what we're going to be doing with this podcast and um, just uh, maybe wrap it up? Yeah. Um, for, for what I would like to do is as long as we feel that we have something to share and something that uh, continues to talk from our experiences, I think we'll want to continue doing this. And we've talked about uh, doing a little bit of a trial basis that we might do it for a season. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll have more details on that in, in the near future. Um so yeah, so we have an interest in kind of talking a little bit more about this idea of focus, um, but we'll also want to go into some other topics as well, a lot of which just kind of touch on our personal and work lives, and yeah, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, and the, one, one of the books I'm um, reading at the moment is, uh, ah, just f- forgot about it completely, but it's talking about mini habits and how we actually form mini, little small mini habits. Um and it, it's it's an interesting book, and you know there's a, there's a lot to talk about in terms of um, the behaviors that we have in the workplace and in our lives that that form long term habits, and and how do we get rid of habits? Um, how can we form new habits, um, etc. So there's a lot of scope for um, for discussion um, in in this podcast. So we don't want to focus <laughs> focus just on focus. Um, <laughs> But there's a lot of themes and things that that can come up, and in in the area of remote work, I'm sure that other people are experiencing different struggles um, as well. So you know, if you are listening to this podcast, which um, and hopefully you've listened thus far, we would love some feedback that might help inspire some of our future episodes. Yeah, um, we we would love to hear any thoughts from folks, and it might give us some inspiration, like you said. Um, and actually, um, I'll save that as. A th- uh, at least a part topic for our next call, uh, sharing some of the mini habits I've been working on since last fall of like, what is something I can do every day, a very tiny thing to move a habit forward. And it's actually, it's really interesting. Cool. That sounds like a great next topic or a future topic. Perfect. Um, the, the other thing is, you know, we, we do want feedback um, and we do want you guys to tell us what we are doing well, I mean, it's our first episode, what we can improve on, etc. But one thing that we just want to kind of put out there is that we, we, we're we going to look at doing this podcast um, based on 
on on our own commitments to the podcast we're going to you know maybe at least say okay let's commit to two podcasts and then we'll do a season we'll determine how long the season is for so um we value your feedback and if there's only one person out there listening and we've decided that we still want to keep doing this podcast we will keep doing it so um but we please give us feedback yeah um well said and i'm looking forward to the next one and uh keep safe over there across the pond yep same over there and we'll we'll call this one a day <laughs>